Anybody glad to be in the house where you can find victory? Anybody excited about that I'm in a place that there's really no limitations when the doctor says I can't do anything about it? <laughs> I'm glad to be in a place in the man with assurance and a confidence and with genuine faith that believe this God can do anything. I don't believe his arm is too short in 2021. I don't believe his ears dull of hearing the cry of his people that's bearing his name and his spirit and been washed in his blood. I believe God wants to give revival as much as we want it, if not more. I'm glad to be in a place, amen. I can lift my voice with triumph. I can leave this place with triumph. It ain't a hit and miss deal, honey. It's a hit and miss deal. That's my fault. It's not his fault. Even the specials of this world miss it sometimes. Not this one. You don't ever, ever, as we humble and submit and yield ourselves unto him, he'll never miss it. With honesty and with sincerity, we open ourselves up to him. Hallelujah. He's going to be there. He's going to work. Actually, Brother Jeremy texted us last night, 1030, quarter 11, somewhere in that ballpark. Sister Mallory's grandmother passed away, just passed. So this morning, uh, the hour it was and also, anyway... Six o'clock this morning, Sister Mallory, she texted me. She kind of informed what had unfolded. Now, you watch our Lord. <laughs> Amen. Said she began to really get uh, either in pain or whatever, restless and uh, very uncomfortable. And so, one of his little maids, one of Jesus' little maids, <laughs> by the name of Sister Mallory, she slipped down beside that bed and began to pray and call on this Savior. She texted her. She said, Brother Moore, she said, hey, when I say the Holy Ghost moved, I'm telling you the Holy Ghost moved. And she said, when the Holy Ghost moved, I said, Grandmama, just settle down. Peace come into that room. And from that moment until she passed out, but nothing but peace. She said, we have gained so much strength from that. Watch this. One of our requests has been, God, give them a token. Give them a sign. And nobody can show up like Jesus, especially at death's door. Nobody can show up like Jesus. Make one of the worst conditions and situations that you're facing and make the best out of it. Oh, we got to go through it. But I'm here to tell you there is a God that's better than any drugs. There's a God that's better than any of the present. There's a God that can move out through Christ and through prayer and faith. Hallelujah. Make the best of it. He's an awesome and a mighty God. And he's going to do some great mighty things. Hallelujah. Through his church. Through his body. Hallelujah. All the assemblies. All the assemblies that join together. That come together. Submit and humble themselves. Gives themselves unto his voice. To his will. God's going to do some great things in this end time. 
Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Sister Emily, it's good to have you with us this morning. God bless you. Amen. What a good looking little fellow there. <laughs> Amen. Did you get them from mama or daddy? Uh, <laughs> ah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Amen. God bless him. It's good to see you. God bless you. Good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord this morning to worship and to reach out and call upon this God. He didn't miss a thing. He didn't miss a thing. Nothing is too small or too great. <laughs> upon this list, upon the hands that was raised here this morning, or what may be buried deep into your spirit and your soul and your mind. He knows. He actually knows it better than you do. He knows all the ins and he knows all the outs. He knows all the intents and he knows it all. He knows. Hallelujah. He knows what could have been and what couldn't have been. He knows. It's this almighty God. I'm glad I'm on the potter's wheel this morning in his mercy and grace and his willingness to continue to work upon us individually, but yet as a church, as a body of believers, as a family of God. God's in this house to help us here. Got a good lesson, don't we? Amen. Thank God for the word. Study the word. All right. We're going to let our classes go back. Love our classes, our Sunday school teachers. Church, keep your Sunday school teachers in prayer. They got a very important uh, mission. Amen. They got just a few minutes all said and done compared to the rest of the week. To impart the word of God, the word of the living God, into the heart and the souls of our children, our young people, that they would be ministered and directed in the right pathway, create a hunger, create a thirst into their hearts, their minds, and spirits for God and for serving God. Amen. To be a vessel of the Lord. How important it really is. Sometimes we let these things kind of slip away from us. Oh, how the Lord would help us. Amen. To keep them fresh. Keep them on fire. Hallelujah. To, to help them to create a companionship, a relationship with God. A personal relationship. I know that personal Savior business has been abused. But it's still a truth. It's true. Everybody's got to have a shepherd. Everybody's got to have a lamb. Man, there's only one that really fulfills that, and that's Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He is the one. We've got to know him on a personal basis. And even our lesson kind of hints on that same area to really know him, to be informed of him, to know what pleases him. Amen. You do that by reading and studying the word of God. Amen. Let the word of God be hid in our hearts that we might not sin against him. Hallelujah. We don't want to transgress against God. We don't want to transgress against His will, His purpose in our lives. We want to be molded and shaped. Only He's the one that can equip us and anoint us and help us, amen, to fulfill the call or the election that's been predestinated, amen, in our own lives. You can't say it that way, but for, for surely the church, hallelujah, thank God there was going to be a church. And you know what? There's going to be a church. There's going to be somebody that's going to be resurrected off this earth. I don't care how vile and wicked it becomes. Is it? It makes its way rapidly to the days of Noah. There's going to be some Noahs. There's going to be some families of Noah. There's going to be some that's going to be built an ark. There's going to be some, a man by his grace, a man, and by his mercy is going to obey and got all the stories where they belong, all three of them. Hallelujah. It's going to put the pitch on the outside as well as on the inside for the saving of our families. Amen. We're going to we're going to humble ourselves, yield ourselves. We're going to make the sacrifices. We're going to let him, we're going to do our part. You know, I believe it's Noah's part to build the ark, but God's part 
Lord to bring the animals. I don't believe Noah went out and got them. I believe they was brought two by two and seven pairs of the others. Amen. As they made their exotic, amen, walks from all different places and made their way to that ark. That should have been a testimony of its own, amen, for others looking around and saying, hallelujah, where'd these come from? I've never seen such a creature like this. Hallelujah. I don't believe Noah went and rounded them up. I believe God brought them because his grace is just as powerful. He's a God of all the animal kingdom. Hallelujah. And guess what? He's a God of all spirits. Hallelujah. That's a reason, amen, we shouldn't let the devil or the spirits of the devil, amen, bother us. The biggest problem God has is us, our own carnality and our own evil hearts of unbelief. If we'll just keep having evil hearts of unbelief and trust and believe in him and act upon his word, we got the assurance we don't have nothing to fret and worry about. We don't have nothing to keep us up that night about as we humble and yield ourselves unto his voice and to his touch. As I'm seeking his will and seeking his heartbeat, it's not my business. Hallelujah. It's God's business. It's his name. It's his church. It's his blood. It's his spirit. It all belongs to him. All the trees and all the birds and all everything else and all, all the gold and the silver and the oil and everything. It all belongs to him. Hallelujah. My eternity, my life belongs to him. My soul belongs to him. Hallelujah. If I'm going to make it, it's going to be by his goodness and grace and mercy. It wasn't because I was so smart. No, I just smart enough to say, you know what? You're God. Hallelujah. And I'm willing to obey you. I'm willing to love you. I'm willing to worship you. I'm willing to put my trust in you that all things work together for good, 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 good. Hallelujah. Maybe troubled times and difficult times and painful times, but the end results are going to be well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's what we're after, each and every one of us. It's the reason we got up and come this morning. It's the reason we make trips, going to other places at time, and hear the word of God. It's the reason we set things aside and get on Holy Ghost Radio. Praise God. What a good name. Everybody needs to be tuned in to Holy Ghost Radio. We probably should help support that. <laughs> More than just listen to it. Well. <laughs> Anybody enjoyed Holy Ghost Radio in the last week or so? I have. I know that. I listen to count meetings, opportunities we get. and uh, Glad to just go and be a part Thursday night, Friday night. Uh, you didn't hear that. Man, I'm telling you what, Brother Wilson. Brother Ron Tiller done an outstanding job ministering uh, just I mean just really ministering through the word of God and uh, into our hearts and minds and spirits of who we are and where we at what we need to preserve and what we need to protect <laughs> and this seed needs to be protected this Holy Ghost infilling this Holy Ghost living this godly living this separated living needs to be protected nobody protect it like we can God's depending on us Amen. It's not only as ministers, man, as saints of God, as we all work together. The body that's fitly joined together. That body is not just one local assembly all said and done. Now, it can't break down to that, I believe, but, but man, overall, we believe in one church, don't we? It doesn't matter if I go to Tennessee or Texas or Russia, I believe in one church. Man, one body, one head. And I believe the head that speaks to the body here. Amen, amen, there's the same thing every, every other place. But it's up to me to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying unto this local assembly. This is where I'm responsible. I'm not responsible for, I'm going to join and help, pray for them, and I do it on a regular basis. And that God would give them revival, and God would strengthen them, and guide them, and His will would be perfected. Hallelujah. In every heart, every life. I don't want nobody to go to hell. How about you? That's right. I don't want nobody to wind up lost and undone. 
as much as we can, as God's help, make this journey. Uh, we like to make it as painless as we can, but you know what? Scripture has taught all against that, hasn't it? Man, we're going to suffer his namesake. We're going to suffer for this God. And even here in Paul's writing to Timothy, a pastor, a man, and helping him and, uh, uh, to, to, to get it grounded and established and uh, not to give in, not to cave in, not to give up. A man is standing for this truth and standing for Jesus Christ. And, but yet do it in a way, do it in a way with true love and compassion. Amen of, of this. And boy, Brother Tiller done a good job of bringing that out. Amen. Of loving humanity. But yet, amen, we can't let that love, uh, amen, go to a place uh, to, to, to lose preserving and protecting, amen, the truth. Still truth. Uh, I believe there is, there is a time and a season, amen, a method and ways correction and things that take place in God I believe the best method and this is me personally and I've heard other ministers say this but um, I, I believe the best is, is when we join here in this service and, and when we come together and worship we come together and lifting him up and the, through the preaching of the word the moving of the Holy Ghost is some of the greatest uh, times for God to really work and help us and to keep us amen under this type of setting because the anointing works both ways Man, anoints the speaker, but also anoints the hearer. Man, to hear it. Man, but you know who's going to hear it? It's that one come to want to hear. I want to hear. I didn't come, amen, with it closing up my mind or spirit. Man, I want to stay open. Now, we, we tell new converts that, don't we? We tell people at first, hey, hold, just hang on. Don't, 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 just hang on. Precept, don't precept. But you know what? If we're not careful, as we live for God a little while, we'll, we'll forget some of that. And we'll reach a place like, hey, I already know. Well, I tell you what, there's, I, there's a whole lot more I don't know than I know. I, let me just put it here. I'll, I'll be the first one to confess that. So if you think I'm picking on you, maybe that'll clear it up. <laughs> okay? Uh, a lot more I want to learn and uh, be what God desires me to be. Praise God. And that's what each and every one of us. We can only be what God, amen, what pleases God. That's what this lesson's about. Everybody's not going to walk the same. Everybody's ministry's not the same. Some's going to be more effective than others. And Paul warned us. He said, don't judge yourselves among yourselves. It's a very dangerous thing to do on both sides of that spectrum. But you know what? We're here to, to be approved of God and be a blessing and a servant unto God. Not man, but unto God. And to do that, we will serve men. And uh, we're going to learn in this lesson the importance of how we serve them. The joy to do it. The method the attitude, the spirit, all of that works together as vessels of God. And that's what we're working on, even in this local assembly. Amen. For this community, amen, is the door, is the gateway, is the place to come hear truth. But not only just hear truth, but to feel truth and feel the love of God and see the, 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 the product or the results of what God's done in our own personal lives. This gives them hope. Are you hearing me? This is what gives them hope. Amen. If he done it for them, he'll do it for me. He's no respecter person in some areas. Hallelujah. I promise you. Amen. All right. Rightly, rightly, rightly. Dividing what? The word. And we know the scripture said not just the word, but the word of truth. There is a right way. Amen. Amen. Precepts. Lines. 
doctrines, even the spirit and the attitude and things of that nature, all of this. And, and, and to, for any of us, and, and I know as we go into this lesson, uh, the first, second Timothy, Titus is known as pastoral epistles. And, uh, but uh, let me say this, all of us are ministers. All of us. Everyone, everyone has got the Holy Ghost. Everybody that's desiring the Holy Ghost. Guess what? You're already desiring to become a minister and a disciple of Jesus Christ. A follower of Jesus Christ. And, and to be a follower of Jesus Christ, you have to be a testimony, a witness of him. Of his touch and his spirit and his word. Amen. And, and the love that he has shown unto us and his grace and mercy that he's shown to us. And bringing us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And, and you know what? You can't walk in light without that reflection flowing out. Moses could not deny a man that he'd been in the presence of the Jehovah God. Actually, it impacted Israelite people so much. It wasn't just what he said and the Ten Commandments he brought down off the side of that mountain. Amen. But it was the glow on his face. It was such a glow that he had to put a veil. Amen. For them to be able to look upon him. Amen. So thank God for this same glowing power that comes through, amen, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then through our obedience unto the Holy Ghost. And to the, the voice of God, the word of God, and how it instructs us and guides us. We never get out from under that responsibility. We never reach a place. We never reach a, a completion. Amen. Amen. If you, you listen, listen to your lesson and take to heart, amen, the, the studying, that's what it's all about. To continue reading and studying. Uh, I, I've noticed, I listened to Brother Wilson and Brother Tiller and both of them, you could tell. Amen. They're continuous studying and continue writing and continue their education abilities, amen, to serve. Amen. And then their spirit to do it means so much because, you know, that's, that's the impact. And so you never reach an age that you never can retire from that. I'm going to say this because it's always amazing to me. You know, a lot of people now, some of you got a little more hesitant about it because I've mentioned this before. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. But, you know, most people that works out in the, the fields and out in the world, you know, when they retire early, everybody brags on them. Boy, you've done good, blah, blah, blah. But then they turn around and tell a preacher, you've never retired. I'm telling the truth. I have personally heard that. Hallelujah. It's like, you know, you can never, you got to plow, you got to plow that mule until he falls dead in the dirt. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then you wonder someone, these preachers don't give up the church until they die. Then we turn around and tell them, you should have given that thing up 20 years ago. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Hallelujah. But uh, just, just give some things. This is how we are. Why? Why? We're human. How we reason things, ponder things, and, you know, things of that nature. But anyway, God loves us. God loves us. God wants us to make it. It's not his will that any would be lost. Amen. So regardless of what comes and goes, what's said or hadn't been said, it's God's will for each one of us to, to, to win, to be victorious, and to be used in his kingdom and his service. Amen. All right. As we look at some of this, and, and I'll let you go back to Culture Connection read that French writing there and how many times they wrote it and said it and all those good things. But thank God for the second love letter. I mean, I, I don't know if you want to try that, get after it. I mean, praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. That was a lot of writing, a lot of repeating, whatever. But anyway, he might be better just paint a picture. I don't know. Praise God. But anyway, no, but uh, you go back, read it, look at it. Uh, it was something else. And uh, what, what a time. Some, uh, what was that? Five million, six hundred twenty-five thousand times. Praise God. That took some time, didn't it? Mm. 
Anyway, another place it begins, it talks about the contemplating the topic, talks about do-it-yourself project. And uh, no doubt, no doubt, uh, you know, probably one of the most popular means of our today is what? What do they, say? What do they tell you to do? You got a problem, what do they tell you to do? Oh, y'all, I like y'all don't know. YouTube it, man, YouTube it. You know what I'm talking about. Praise God. Confessing. <laughs> I'm just picking with you. I've done it. We've done it. Hey, I, I've told the story, I believe, here. If I hadn't, you know, my, our refrigerator, man, it wasn't very old, freezing up, water's coming, couldn't figure out where it's coming from. My wife kept telling me to come to the back. I finally pulled that thing out of the... It's not coming from the back. There's dust here. It's not coming from... I don't know where it's coming from. But anyway, kept on one thing and another, putting uh, towels in front of it. Man, I'm telling you, it was a mess. It was running to the floor. It swelled up, but we could not figure it out. All of a sudden, one evening, she says, why don't we YouTube it? Sound like a good idea. <laughs> and believe it or not, within about five or ten minutes, that guy showed us exactly, and I'd have never found it. I'd have never figured it out. Back of that freezer, the bottom down there, up, top, back this high up, there's a little hole that all them vents and that water's supposed to go into. And come to find out the design of that thing, the back of it with a little tube that goes out, that little part free, after just a little bit of time getting hot, it closes up. That guy said, take that piece off, throw it in the trash. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Hey, and I'd have tried all that. You know, I, I couldn't. Hey, say, take hot water now. Take hot water and just keep pouring it in there. In that little hole. Sure enough, all of a sudden, I heard that air. And he goes, Shoo. So, whoop! We got it fixed. <laughs> and that was about two years later from the time it started. And so, you know, after that little experience, uh, I've up, up told people <laughs> many times, YouTube it, man. You can't listen to all of them. You can't believe everything. But you know what? Even some do-it-yourself YouTube stuff just won't work. Just won't work. Okay? Praise God. But you know what? You can learn from that. That won't work. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay? So, here it is. Do it yourself. Amen. But you know what? You can't, we can't do this. There's some things we can't do. We can't save ourselves. We've got to have a God. We've got to have a merciful God. We've got to have a long-suffering God. And thank God he has proved himself. He has, he has, he's big enough that he, had written, he wrote it down several times. He wasn't afraid to write it down. That's very powerful if we really think about it. He's not afraid to write it down. He's not afraid to put it in writings. He's not afraid to put his promises in writing. Amen. He's not afraid that he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Man, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make the best of it. I may not can just reach down the table because some of it's a process. Some of it's part of life. And some of it we choose. And the math that we choose, sometimes it's the course we need to take. Amen. Because God needs somebody to take that course and go down that journey to be a testimony, to be a light of His. I mean, He still needs Job. You know, it wasn't just one Job in all the creation. Though there's, there's been a many. We've all been in Job's uh, place. Amen. At one time or another, maybe not to extreme as He has been, but in some fashion and form. Amen. If He needs some Job's. So, as we watch this uh, really begin to unfold, I'm basically just going to, uh, for the most part, just use scriptures and uh, talk about Timothy a little bit. And uh, that you and I, all of us know that we're all, uh, you know, we're all ministers. No one's exempt. We're all preachers. In a sense, we are. You may not stand behind a, a, the pulpit, but who is the salt of the earth? Who is the light of the world? Your preacher can't fill in all the places around here. But you know what? All of us together can. And here's the key. That regardless of which one of us is going out there, we send the same message. We don't, we don't send a confused message. That's one thing that's hurting us. That's one thing that's eating us up. That we can't seem to, to that connect and that, that stay in, you know. And, and I understand some of that, you know. And then some of it needs to be tolerance. You know, some of it... Uh, have you ever thought about backing up every once in a while and just give somebody some tolerance for just being a human being? 
We're not perfect. We might think we are sometimes, but we're not, you know. And uh, to remember everything and do this and, oh, man, come on, you know. Brother Tenney got it right. He'd always tell all the preachers, he said, hey, there's one God and you're not him. And that's the truth. That's the truth. Okay, take his place. He told us in the scriptures, he said, I won't share that glory. You know, if we're in it for the glory seeking, uh, we're in the wrong business. Praise God. We're in the wrong business. Uh, so, but anyway, as we watch this, and that's in the lesson, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Amen. So, as we watch this, and he begins to talk about searching the scriptures, and you can go back in Acts, the 16th chapter, 17th chapter, and you see some of the time that when actually uh, Timothy himself become a part of the team, and even the very starting of Timothy, and how he was raised with a mother or grandmother that believed, but he did not have a father. Now, I don't, I don't try to add. I'm very careful. Uh, that's on my mind a lot. You may end about not to add or take from the word of God. I think it's a very thing, dangerous thing to start using my own imagination of how the characters in the Bible, they responded, wanted to put my little twist to it to, to suit me. Where I'm at. I think it's dangerous to do that. I think the best thing to do is try to get just how the Bible put it and just leave it like that. And then how the chips fall, that's how they fall. I'll tell you one thing. If we'll fall on the book, it's the only sure thing there is. It's the only sure foundation. It's the only thing that's settled. And everything else is changing. This is not changing. So if we'll just stay with this, we won't change. If we're changing, I hope it's to, to be more unto the perfection of this and not a falling away from it. Man, I want to resemble it. I want to walk in it. It will be the, the demonstrate the power of the spoken word of God that I received into my heart. Amen. And that would bring forth that. I don't want to be just a hearer of it. I, God, help me be the doer that you want me to be. Amen. And, and put, put my hands and apply them. Amen. As you anoint us and guide us to walk in the spirit. And, and again, I'm going, to, I'm going to touch on that a little bit. Everybody's not the same. Everybody doesn't have the same effects. If I don't have the same uh, outcome, you know, if that be the case, then every revival we ought to have a certain number of people get the Holy Ghost. If that's 15, 1500, or whatever that number. But we see even in the Bible, the book of Acts, it increased. It fell out 120. Amen. It go 3,000, 5,000, a great multitude. It, it changed, you know. Then all of a sudden, you know, those is the great multitude said, You bunch of cats, you're just only 120 of you in the upper room. Man, y'all didn't have church. Okay, so, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> God's good, isn't he? So watch this, same way with, with Timothy and Titus. Uh, you know, there's times that Titus could say, come on, Paul, you love Titus. Timothy more than you love me. You wrote him two letters. What expecting this was <laughs> That's, you know, but that's the real key. Because you know what? There's no greater satisfaction than to know wherever you're at and whatever you're doing, both great or small. And that, that's, you know, watch this. Who's, whose eyes is it to behold that and makes that decision? Who is the one that really decides that? Is it man? Or is it God? Are you hearing me this morning? One reason I'm, I'm, I'm addressing some of this because, and hey, somebody else mentioned to me, another minister even, 
the battle against the spirit of entertainment that our world has become so caught up in. <laughs> we on camera all the time. <laughs> Our little boys can't be little boys at your house hardly anymore. <laughs> Come on, fill in the blanks. You know what I'm saying. They can't go out Saturday mornings on the back porch. and. Okay, now fill in the blanks. <laughs> Cameras is everywhere. <laughs> There is a spirit behind that too, if we're not careful. Now, we're going to get cameras here sooner or later, but we're going to get some. And pretty much we came to the decision we're going to put them all outside. <laughs> we're going to put nothing in here. Some recommend we did, not, not for services, but anyway. But, but I told them, hey, I don't want anybody, if they get ready to come pray, that they got to worry about a dumb camera. I mean, there's enough battles or whatever. Now, I, now, don't please. Oh, I don't know how I got on this, but I did. I'm not totally against it. I'm not throwing mud. I'm not slinging mud. If you listen to Arkansas camp meeting, you understand what I'm talking about. If you saw Arkansas camp meeting, don't tell me you didn't. Some did. <laughs> Again, I'm not. But we're going to put them outside because of my activities. How many of you, what was it last week? Memorial Day. Right here in this county. There was four people that broke into a church and they called them because of the cameras they had outside. Did you know that? Sure did. Right here. So there is, you know, but God help us keep this thing balanced. Help us keep this thing, um, you know. And again, I'm not against, this just for us. This would be the best setting for us, I believe, at this present time, okay? Years later, when y'all, y'all get more mature, <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Come on, bro. Just kidding. You may be another pastor. Y'all might get, you may have eight cameras in here. I don't know. I'm just kidding. With you. I am really just kidding. You know, I, <laughs> cut the air off. No, <laughs> anyway, here we go. But, but God knows. God knows. God, God's, God's in the saving business, ladies and gentlemen. God's in the healing business. I mean, His grace and mercy and compassion. I'm going to tell you something. I'm afraid the church has trampled it under our... I'm, I'm in the church right here, okay? Don't, don't take that wrong. I'm afraid I have trampled the grace of God sometimes under my feet. Amen. When really, amen. But nothing but God, your grace and mercy. Hallelujah. And here I am acting this way. Come on, God. Help me. Help me to shake myself. Because you know what? It's your grace that's going to save this community. It's your grace and mercy and the, the demonstration, the power of it. Man, it's going to give them hope. Hope. Anyway, let's, let's go. So Timothy, here he is. He gets involved in, in this work and, and, and things begin to unfold. And I got to remember, uh, John Mark could get caught up in this. <laughs> Amen. But, but apparently, and, and I, I find it a little amazing. This is me. This is me just thinking as I read the scriptures and ponder some of this, how it may have played out. Amen. Because most of us refer to Timothy as being a lieutenant. Am I right? Even Paul writes into him, talks about his stomach. Amen. That could very easily re, re, have a relation to nerve problems. Start getting nervous and getting, hey, it's, it, affects, it affects your eating. It affects your uh, digest system. It affects your heart. 
It affects you physically. It, it affects you. Uh, if you don't believe that, here, let me hand you this mic. I can watch the blood go out of some of you's face. <laughs> You're kidding me. And I understand that. So, uh, again, I'm not, you know... Uh, I don't mean none of that to be offensive. I really don't. I'm just telling you that's so. So watch this. But yet Timothy, no doubt, went through some struggles and battles and journeys. And we're going to talk about some of that, that Paul sent him on some dangerous things and faced some dangerous situations. And I, I personally believe I personally this is just me. I'm, I'm not again. This is just William Moore. If it's wrong, God help me. Help me to see it. But I believe again with John Mark. I believe one of the main reasons that, that Paul didn't want him to go with him on that second journey. He could not. It wasn't in his makeup. It wasn't in the call. He couldn't handle it. And so to take him on that second journey, especially with Paul. Now, I believe it was a far different um, approach. I'm going to leave something alone right there, but I tell you what, I could, I could name two situations in two different states and the outcomes and the results. And, and all of it depends on because of the devils that may be involved. In those situations. Is some of the reason. Paul even warns Timothy. Watch this. I mean if you read the lesson. The latter part of that latter, letter. The second Timothy. It's fourth chapter. And, and Paul brings us our attention. Of the carper smith. That gave Paul much trouble. Much trouble. And I may address that toward the end here. Amen. Finally. And he warns. He warns Timothy. He, of him. He said beware of him. Hey this dude could give you some fits. And hey, sometimes we can think, Paul, Paul, man, this is one prayed and called him to be blind, called him to do this. But Paul is the one talking about, hey, this is the one that's gotten me. In fact, most believe, most believe, because this second Timothy is written, amen, and as it's coming to, and he's back at Rome, he's back to the place, and, and from Troas, amen, you can see, because he writes to Timothy and he tells him, amen, and he gives him about four different things to do, picking up John Mark, uh, uh, coming quickly, and some of this is the end of the lesson, but uh, he, he tells him, he tells him, him to get the, the books, he tells him to get the part. Why? What's, what's all that about? Apparently, Paul was snatched up at Troas, didn't have a, a chance to get his cloak, didn't have a chance to get none. Most believe that he was arrested for the second time. He'd done been released one time out of the jail and made a fourth journey. And in this fourth journey is where this carpersmith, most believe, a man that pulled the, the, the strings and the triggers or whatever and caused him to be arrested the second time and snatched up and immediately took back into prison. Not having the chance. And, and come on, you know enough about law and all that. To, you know, I mean, when they come to arrest you, you know, if all you got on is boxer drawers and that's the way you go. And so, you know, sometimes we think that the word of God, these things didn't happen, you know, not to Paul. God wouldn't let that happen to Paul. I've heard some of that same kind of statements. <laughs> God won't let, let that happen to me. Why not? You going to trust him? You going to believe in him? I mean, that's the real test. Uh, that's, that's where it's really at, you know. Uh, and especially when it's for the gospel's sake. And they was arresting him for the gospel because Paul was warring against, amen, the spirits of these guys that was making money and taking advantage of people. Hmm. Okay? 
So Timothy, Timmy is, is, is involved in this. He's working with him. He's walking with him. And, and even though he is related to it and referred to as being a little timid, uh, struggled with his age and struggled, amen, with a call that was upon his life, uh, the, the, the wisdom, the knowledge, apparently even from a child, from the scriptures about salvation and how God was anointing him and blessing him, amen. In fact, if you read your lesson, you can see where he used him, help establish churches, amen, between those chapters I was talking about, about three or four churches, Amen. A lot of time, Timothy was one of the main guys that was sit left behind. Amen. Whenever the, the battling and fighting and all that would get so out of hand, amen, Paul would have to leave. Timothy would be the guy that has to stay back. Still facing all these guys. It's kind of like the pastor right there. The good evangelist left and everybody's, you know. Well, that went over good, didn't it? <laughs> Still, you know, anyway. No harm. No harm. I'm just telling you, that's the way it's alive. That's the way it is. Amen. Okay. So. We watch this. We can see where he used him. And he talks about using him. And, and he, he gave him instructions of how to set certain things up. To set up elders and the qualifications for those elders. All of this has been given to Timothy by Paul. And very easily some of those elders could have said. Amen. Timothy, you know, I'm 25 years older than you. Who do you think you are anyway? I'm, I'm, the, I'm the best that Paul put here. I mean... He, he had to deal with some of that. There's no doubt. Especially when they would begin to question the qualifications. A man to be an overseer. And don't tell me that don't happen. I'm telling you it still happens. It still happens today. Amen. So here we are. And so we know some of those qualifications. In, and whenever you start talking about bishop and being setting up and, and uh, things of that nature. It, they, they pull it out of Second Timothy. The writings of Paul to Timothy there. Those qualifications, amen, to hold that office. And so the, all this responsibility, amen, is placed upon Timothy. Amen. And if you notice at the end of that, in the introduction, he talks about that the, the uh, history and they believe that Timothy wound up being the pastor of Ephesus Church and actually became a martyr. Amen. For standing for his faith and believing this God and believing this gospel. That he actually became the martyr. Amen. After the passing of Paul later on in life. Amen. He, 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 gave, he gave his life for the gospel. He gave his life for the truth. So it's, it's a real powerful lesson when you really begin to watch. Amen. The instructions that's given to this young man, Timothy. Uh, what's the exact age here? I don't know. I've heard 40 to whatever. Amen. 40 seems to be a number, uh, really, maybe of uh, transfer or whatever, what's really being anchored, what's been settled, what's been placed, and, and uh, then for the, the baton be given, amen, for the next generation, uh, what they're believing, what they're preaching, how they're living. All this plays a very important role of where the church is going to go, the direction of the church. And so all this is important. And so here we're going to notice as, as Paul begins to write unto him and begin to help him to understand some things. Um, the writer, I, I don't agree, and this is just me, I can be as dead wrong as I can be. Personally, I'm not sure, sure. but anyway, the writer said that something about Paul being lonely. I, I'm not real sure, you know, I thought about the pandemic and things that we've been going through, but how, here, here Paul is, no doubt, a man, he's in prison, he's in jail, everybody's forsaken him, not everybody, but from this point, he talks about demons, he talks about different ones that have forsaken him, and also he talks about different ones he'd set out, amen, to go to other places, amen, to be ministers and things like that, but, but, if you read on, you're going to notice that Luke was still with him. So Luke was still there. Luke is the narrator, amen, uh, that writes the book of Acts. 
Amen. If you'll notice, we started, brought that out a few weeks ago, how that Luke became a part of it now. He's not writing, amen, from what he has heard. He's writing now as, as a part of the team and a part that's there that's personally experiencing it. And, and so, so you, know, you know, but he calls for Timothy. He calls for him to come. Notice, you're going to notice some things about Paul here. I want to bring a few of these things out just to help us to deal with life and how we have to respond to circumstances in life. Amen. Uh, because you watch this with Timothy. Amen. Watch this. In 2 Timothy 4 9. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. I need you to come. Uh, if you'll notice in this same letter, we know this is where, amen, we get the scripture where he talks about the journey. He talks about the, the, I've kept the fight. I'm finishing my course. He knew, Paul knew, hey, my days are closing in on me. I'm fixing to be uh, persecuted. I'm fixing to die. I'm fixing to leave this. And so, but he calls on Timothy, amen. He talks about Demas forsaking him. And he talks about Luke in the next verse. But if you go to 2 Timothy and drop down to the 21st, again, he's writing it to Timothy. This letter sent to him do thy diligence come to me what before winter now he, he's given him a time a season amen before winter sets in most scholars most believe the reason this was because the journey the traveling in that place at that time in winter would have been absolutely impossible so if he didn't make it there before winter number one they believe he could not have been able he would have had to wait after winter now watch this. Number two, he told him to bring his cloak. Amen. That to cover up with. That to help keep him warm in the winter months. So the second thing was so he would bring that cloak. Amen. To help him. Amen. To cover himself. And, and, and so you know what? Sometimes we may look at material things and things of that nature. Uh, but, but look at this. Look how he's calling on Timothy. Urging him to come. To make up his mind. To finish what he's doing. You know. And what's going on. He knew Timothy. You know. We, I see other times other men of God uh, that Paul requested to come and they Apollos at one time said no now's not the time and, and, and Paul said hey but possibly later on he'll be able to come but at the present time he's not he didn't come even though Paul had requested for him to come he was not able at that particular time to come and we see times in Paul's ministry and others uh, you hear the statements like well the devil has hindered me what about Rome Rome itself he always wanted to go to Rome but never apparently went not not to amen he went and been thrown in jail but never to to the Rome church, amen, to go to it. He wrote to it. He desired to come. He wanted to several times, but the Holy Ghost would hinder or things would happen. He didn't get to go and be a part of that. So things can happen like this. And so even curious, Paul writes to Timothy, encourages him to come and diligent, you know, to put diligence in, puts urgency into it. Uh, how many of you heard Brother Holmes when he talked about the governor in Arkansas? Uh, Y'all didn't hear that? Oh, man, I tell you, that was awesome. Y'all need to hear that. Uh, well, let me tell you just a little bit about it. Anyway, they was having trouble with the corona. They had a lot of people got sick. The health department come down hard on them. They got to school. I'm not sure about the, if it was a college or whatever. Anyway, the health department come down on them, sent them a, 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 apparently a bad text or letter or something, and they, they didn't know really what they was going to do, what was going to happen. So all of a sudden, out of the blue, it seems like the governor of Arkansas, Texas, Brother Holmes, and just tells him, he said, you know, when you get a chance, call me. And Brother Holmes says, hey, when the governor texts, he said, uh, so you, you get a chance pretty quick. He said, so I, I got, he's got his son in the room. He got uh, the guy, the principal that was over the school in the room. Because he said, surely the governor's done heard about their situation. He said, man, uh, we're in a mess. We, what are we going to do? But anyway, he said, they get in the room. And said, sure enough, said he calls the, the governor. He puts it on speakerphone. And so the governor said, hey, he said, he said Brother Holmes, I just called to check on y'all. So I don't just see how y'all doing. <laughs> This conversation went on a little bit. He said, 
you hadn't heard about? Uh, and he said, he said, well, we got a few. <laughs> it's, it's got it. <laughs> but the governor didn't know anything about it. The conversation went on. He, he, so Brother Holmes finally tells him, he said, well, the individual of the health department sent us. He said, you send that to me. He said, and let me, let, me, let me look at it. So I don't know exactly how many days it took, but another day or two, he texted him back, and, and he told him, he said, Brother Holmes, if you get a chance, call me. He said, so sure enough. <laughs> he said, man, I go back in there. He said, I go back to the same table. I get the same two guys. He said, I get that phone and put it on speakerphone. He said, and the governor calls. He said, Brother Holmes, he said, I'd have been offended by that too. He said, this upsets me. He said, you don't worry about that. He said, in fact, he said, the help partner will be calling you Monday and seeing how they can help you. Okay? So, you see what I'm saying? God, God. When, 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 uh, and sometimes, you know, it takes genuine faith. God faith. To let God work. Let God perfect it. Let God work it out. Because you know why? Because if, if I use my talents, if I use my gifting, if I use, if I'm not careful, then the glory goes. Okay? So, uh, I'm, 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 so God's, the same way with some of this. As you watch it really begin to unfold and begin to take place. Uh, he goes on, uh, picks back up. I'm going to just cover some, and I know I done covered this in 2 Timothy 4, 14 through 18. This is the time he's talking about Alexander, the carpenter smith, did me much evil. And the Lord would reward him according to his works. But he warns him, he warns Timothy, of whom be thou aware also. Why? Amen. For he hath greatly withstood our words. How do we handle that? How do we respond to that? I believe it's very important. Um, I'm going to tell you, this is your pastor's attitude and spirit. I'm going to do my best to preach the word. I'm going to do my best to live the word. I'm going to do my best to sow it. If they don't want it, that's fine. But you don't have to become my enemy. And I'm not going to become your enemy. I'm just going to love you. And if I can help you, if I can help you in life, if I see you, I'm going to speak. I'm going to, I still want to try to be as much as I can. To, now, am I going to change the gospel? No. Am I going to change the doctrine? No. I don't mean that ugly. I don't mean that rude. When you get a revelation, understand that you can't change it. I don't care what position you hold. I don't care how big your church is or how small the church is. I don't care how close the relative is to you. You do not have the right as a man to change the word or the doctrines of God. We don't have a right. And so, uh, but you know what? Just because they don't, if they want to reject it, they want to believe it. Uh, that's, you know, I'm not going to make them. Now, am I going to try to spend as much time to win them? Am I going to try to uh, force it down them? And if I'm going to spend all my effort trying to win this one unbelieving snake that don't want it? Mm-mm. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to do what I can. And we're going to move on. Ask God, you know, my prayer's been, especially in the last six months, God, you know who wants to really be saved in this community. You know who's got a hunger, desire for righteousness. The Bible says, he that hungers, thirsts, that righteousness shall be filled. Not man's righteousness, God's righteousness. So God knows all this. I don't. You don't. But God does. And so that's where you and I have to walk, not in the flesh, but in the spirit. 
Okay? And so to do that, to win souls, and watch this. And then when you go from that, even Paul, he, he addressed this. He says, you know what? One plant, one water, but who gives the increase? So here we are. We're going to work as a team. We're working together. Amen. One's going to water. One's going to plant. You know, at the end of the result, regardless who walks through them doors, regardless of who invited them, who regarded them, whatever, we're all working together. Because you know what? If we're not working together, when they get in here, they're going to know it. So all the work and labor is done out there will be, be to no avail, amen, if they come in here and they can't feel this God, the power of this God, the demonstration of this God, amen, and the, the unity and the love and the compassion of working together, amen, because it's not about us, it's about Jesus. I mean, we're just part of the body, we're just part, amen, and I want to fitly join together as a word of God, as a Holy Ghost, as God instructors, amen, hallelujah, whatever talents I can use, whatever abilities I can use, amen, to, to enhance, to, to, to cause this, amen, to be all that God wants it to be. That's, that's what we're interested in. Amen. Because when it's all said and done. Amen. When there's no more time and all of that. Those that's made it. That's all that's going to matter. I, I really don't know on the other side. You know. We're going to be as kings and priests. And you're going to have you glorified bodies. Uh, uh, you know. Males and females. They talk about, we're not going to be angels. We're not going to give any marriage. I mean. It's going to be such a different world from this one. Okay. So. <clears throat> so. As we watch some of this. Uh, really begin to, as Paul instructs him and helps him to, to really understand uh, what needs to unfold, what needs to t- transpire. Watch this. Watch what Paul wrote about Timothy in Philippians. Philippians 2, 19 through 24. Let me just use these verses. Uh, you're going to find out Timothy. You're going to see something that Paul wrote about Timothy and the reason he trusted Timothy. Watch what he says. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you that I also may be of good comfort when I know of your state. I, I trust what Timothy, his judgment, or trust what he says. Uh, amen. The outcome. Amen. And, and here's some of the reason why. For I have no man like-minded. I don't have nobody that, that's like-minded like Timothy that, that, that's going to respond to this. Watch this. Who will naturally care for your state. Just be a natural thing. It just, you know, it, it'll flow. It, 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 it just, it, it's, it's just who he is. It's what he is. And, and for all seek their own. <laughs> Not the things which are of Jesus Christ. But ye know the proof of him. He proved himself. He's not going to seek his own. It's, it's not going to be about him. It's going to really be about Jesus Christ. For, for your perfection, for your outcome, for the, for the best of your benefits, as well as mine. I, I know Timothy is the best guy I can see in. He's the best guy that can handle this situation. That as a son with a father... He hath served with me in the gospel. <laughs> now, if you got a premier Bible, if you go into any of the uh, Bible scholars, they put a little, they add a little bit about this. They talk about the risk and the danger of this journey that Paul just sent Timothy on. Of risking his life to just make the trip. Go there and come back. So that puts a lot of emphasis upon what Paul was writing into the Philippians and the letter, amen, that's being carried and, and what instructions he's given here. 
command. Watch what he says. Him, therefore, talking about Timothy. I hope to sin presently. So soon as I shall see how it will be with me. But I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. I can't come now. Other obligations, responsibilities of whatever this situation may have been. But I'm going to send Timothy. And he's going to come. And you know what the real key for the believers there? To was to receive Timothy as though Paul had come. Watch this. Not, not though as though Timothy or Paul had come. As though Jesus Christ himself had come. Because he set up the fivefold ministry. Paul talks about that in another place. He talks about those that at one time would pluck out their eyes. Until they got crossed up with him a little bit. And now all of a sudden. But he said at one time. You receive me as though receiving an angel. Okay. So that's a reason. As ministers, man, we got to work on this as ministers. Our own personal lives and, and our response and how we handle things. And, and uh, I'm hoping time will allow me here this morning to. Uh, that cannot be right. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Okay. Uh, let me. Uh, <laughs> uh, man. I got a lot I'd like to say, but I won't do you that way. Uh, but let me, let me say a few things, though. Um, the study, the study itself. He, he, he encourages him in, in 2 Timothy 2 and 15. Study to show thyself approved. Catch this part. If you don't catch that now. Show yourself approved unto who? God. God. Why is it so important for it to be God? Can I just be open and honest a little bit right here? Because if, if so-and-so's doing it, they may shoot that margin a lot lower than what you could be. And if this one over here's doing it, you'll never satisfy them. You'll never be able to do enough. You'll never be able to accomplish enough. You'll never pull enough fire out of heaven. <laughs> because God knows the skills, the talents, the ability. And He's the one that fitly joints us together in the body. For what purpose? Who's it to edify? The body. The body. All of our service is really about to edify the body. To strengthen, to build up the body. That, that, that includes evangelizing, but also perfecting and keeping health and, and, and life and hope in the body. Because what good is it is to evangelize and win them if they don't have a body to join to that's of health and strength and doctrines that's godly and that'll get us out of here and help us make heaven. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't save people from the crack house and carry them to another one. You don't pull people out of trash piles just to bring them into another trash pile. That's the reason it's so important that we protect this brother Tiller preached so well Friday night. About the doctrine. The garden. The house of God. The place of worship. Spirits that want to corrupt. And the, the serpents that want to slip in. 
Paul talks about him coming in unaware. And he warned them at his departure how that they would come in like, like wolves and to fire and to scatter. To divide. Look at our own country. Now church, we can all say what we want to. But to be a real red-blooded American, we don't want this country to divide. Not one state from the next. I tell every governor, I tell every lieutenant governor, you're not right trying to divide yourself from the rest of us. We've got to stay together somehow. Because we won't survive when we start isolating coming out. And, oh, how, how, and I, I'm just guilty sometimes probably. Huh. Preaching to me. What would happen to the one God apostolic church. If somehow she would really become one. And especially in the fivefold ministry. That's the reason all the organizations somehow ought to learn how to join them. Come together. I know it's dangerous. And I know, I know there's some that allows this and allows. I understand that. And that's the problem. That's the problem. But you know what? By God's help. As he moves and helps us. Now watch. This is the purpose. This is a reason. Watch this. Um, why is it so important that you study? Study shows this approved to God. And, and Lord knows I just don't have no time. I'd, I'd love to. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Of what? Of rightly dividing the word of truth. I'm the first to confess. I don't have the best memorization. So that gives you some leadway. But you know what? There's a lot of things I've read. I know it's in this book. And regardless of what and who and where they come from. Trying to preach or teach something that's contrary to it. I know it's in the book. It may take me a few minutes. I may have to get my commentary out and all that. To, but you know what? I don't have to. Now it's not going to change what I believe. It's not going to change my heart. It's not going to change where I stand. Because I've read it. I know it's there. And so, it's not an issue anymore. It's not a topic. It's not a subject. That issue, that doctrine settled. That's the reason it's so important, amen. The very foundation of this church to be well established and grounded. Not only by the letter. Not only because I was raised in it. But because I've experienced the spiritual side of it. Because a letter won't, kill, won't keep you. It's the experience of it. That'll hold you when the battle's on. When those, those doctrines. And those winds blowing. And it's the Holy Ghost. It's that, that, that voice of the Holy Ghost that speaks into our spirit. That girds us up and strengthens us. It's not just a letter. It's the experiencing the God, the author. You can't just know him by a letter. You got to know the author by his spirit, by his voice. He said, they would know me by my voice. I'd call them by name. And so as we study this and become that, and, and there were so many scriptures I'd love to, Peter talks about adding, adding, you know, to your virtue and faith and diligence and brotherly kindness and, and that what topped all of them off, he said, and you wouldn't be barren if you'll add these things and work on them and keep working charity was the last one 
We talked about after brotherly kindness. Charity. These things have to be added. These things have to. This is what perfects us. This is what helps us become mature. This is what helps us overcome things. We're not exempt, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to be. We try to avoid. In fact, the scriptures taught us, you know, if, if certain ones is doing things that's contrary to the doctrine, to avoid them, to stay away from them. If they're, they're pulling to youth into areas and things that's not, not biblically correct, that's not doctrinally right, you, the, Paul said, avoid them. If they're causing trouble and things of that nature, you know. But, but overall, he wants us to we can bond together, bind together. Hmm. So as, as uh, there was just so much here I'd really love to uh, add the time to address, uh, you know, when you live for God and you choose to live for God, uh, the, the religious world has painted us a picture that everything's going to get merry and everything's going to, you know, you're not going to have this or that. And uh, it's, it's such a, a, and I hate to be this way, but it's just the truth. It's such a shallow experience. Amen. That's the reason they're having to compromise so much today. Because uh, this doctrine... God, the Holy Ghost, I tell you that, that God can deliver an addict. That he don't have to spend the rest of his days of calling himself a, a, a drug addict or an alcoholic. And a, and a, no, no, God can deliver. God can take that out of you and fill you up with something. Now, you can't play games with that. The writer talks about what, respecting the word of God. You know, honoring it, respecting it. Having a desire, having a passion uh, to know what this Bible says and understand what it's saying and, and showing respect. Amen. I, I, I can remember, you know, that's the reason why we practice here when we go to read the Word of God. What do we do? We stand in honor to the Word of God and the man of God that, that works hand in hand. You go in the Old Testament, you'll see where they stood all day. You know, we, we think sometimes our standing the 10 or 15 minutes. Hey, and I understand. Come on, I got my body's not. <laughs> I understand that. But you know what? I also want to be willing to make the sacrifice. Because if I make a sacrifice, guess what? God honors that. And God doesn't miss not one, one, not one ounce of pain that may be in your body. When you are pushing yourself, amen, to show honor and respect, amen, in the house of God, for the service of God, amen. All of this is in that. You know, he, he, he tells Timothy how to what? How the, the pillar and how to uh, minister himself or conduct himself in what? The church doing things with respect and in order. We believe in worship. We believe in magnifying. But when our worship, amen, becomes a more of a distraction, then we need to question our manner of worship. You see what I'm saying? Because it's very important, amen, that, that we have an ear to hear this and to read it and to study it and rightly divide. Divide, there was a straight cut. I don't know much how much gray that Paul talked about, to be honest with you. We talk about gray areas. You go to tax people, you know, they, they got a gray area. Then they got some, hey, 
no, this is what we're doing. <laughs> we'll go to jail over it. We do it besides this. We're, this is what we're going to do. Okay? So, we want to stay what this book says. So, that to, to, you got to read it. you got to study it. Notice, and you can't just read it. Don't, 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 don't take me wrong here. You take time sometime, I'm sure, just to read some Psalms. or read just to, just to read. Just, that's great. But I'll tell you something. You also got to take out time to study it. You got to start taking the time and, and, and run references on the scripture and bring the tie-in of the scriptures to get the full meaning of what's being taught in those scriptures. What instructions? Why? Because the scriptures given to us. Now we know they was breathed on. They was moved on. Holy men, a man was moved upon. This where the writings of the book come from. We know all of this. Huh. For what? For, for righteousness of, so there's reproof, correction. Huh? That's what the word does. Guess what? It doesn't stop. It didn't just whenever we come in as a ranked sinner. But even after I got the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. And after pastoring for 25 years. Amen. I still find the word of God at times like a sword cutting. So, boy. <laughs> It cut me Thursday night and Friday night. And I, can I be honest? I enjoyed every second of it. I said, man, these, these elders are feeding us. They're, they're telling us what we need to hear. They're telling us, amen, what we need to tighten up, what we need to do. And that's the way I received it. Brother Wilson made the statement toward his about some of them wrestling with it. I thought with them myself, Anybody would be wrestling with this without you about this. The only thing that made me nervous is when he was trying to go around that pulpit. <laughs> Y'all would have seen that. That pulpit was sitting in about like this. Now, he runs his lap around the pulpit. He had about that much room. And he was holding on the pulpit trying to make it. I said, oh, we, we can have a disaster here. For some. <laughs> he made it. He didn't do it no more. He didn't run but one lap. <laughs> I don't blame him. I was praying he wouldn't run another one. But then he kept walking so close to these edges. I think, did I say something to you, Brother Tony? Somebody said, he sure is making me nervous. I mean, he's 75. He's, he was stumbling a little bit. But I'm going to tell you what. He fed our hearts. He fed our spirits. Amen. And he has such... The spirit, amen, of, of delivering it and uh, uh, not being, you know, the Bible talks about this. I know I'm, I'm out of time, I'm out of time. You can stand, but I'd love to go to it. But, but he warned Timothy, he said, hey, you've got you to be like the nurse. You've got the, the, the child, the mother that nurses the child said, that's the way you've got to be about the word of God, Timothy. <laughs> With all this other going on, all these burdens and all these trials and all these fiery darts and everything, you still, you got to, you got to handle that word and you got to give it to them. You got to feed my sheep. You got to feed my lambs. Now, watch this. Watch this. And, I, and I'm closing. Watch this. <laughs> Infants have a bottle, right? They get milk and it's broke down so they can, it's put in containers, right? And the writers warned us that. Uh, about the milk and how to desire it and as babes. And then he writes to us and warns us and talks about what going to the meat of the word of God. Am I right? But watch this. Steal the meat of the word of God. I love a steak. But don't fix this thing and bring it out there. And, you know, I fix you one. So 
I'm just shoving off, beat me upside the head. No, if you don't mind, I still need to break it down. It's called a knife. It's called the word of God. Cut a piece off. And, and, and you know what? Today, maybe all I can handle is one mouthful. I may take the next service or the next service. Or as the Holy Ghost sees fit. Because it's not about me. And it's not about you. It's about God. He knows the best. So he knows how to anoint us to be skillful with the scaffold. And oh God, do we need it. I'm talking about myself here. We need it. God, to anoint our minds, our hearts, and our spirit to be about the Father's business and do the work of God in Bendale, Mississippi. To win souls. To persuade people of what we've experienced and the God that we love. The God that we want to serve. And not to take the glory. I didn't get, have time to go to that part, but it's there. That's what it's all about. It's really about Him. It's about glorifying Him. It's about His Spirit and His voice and His Word working through us. <laughs> and sometimes that old conduit needs some work. I was talking to somebody in the pipe business and working at refineries and things of that just this week. And he made the statement, he said, you'd be shocked at the condition of some of them pipes. Watch this. You and I are conduit of his spirit. We're what he flows through. This old vessel sometimes has to have some work done on it. On the outside, as well as on the inside. It really does. But you know what? God's in the business of doing it. Because he loves us. He cares about us. He actually cares more about us than we care about ourselves sometimes. But there's a lot of things in this book that you won't never hear or experience unless you study it. That's not all. God is an expert at when you sit down. At your dining table. Or your prayer closet. And you start breaking it open. God's an expert. Bringing revelation. Speaking into your spirit. And your circumstances. And your situation. But if you don't ever open it up. And you don't ever read it. You don't ever study it. He can't do it. He can't do it. But he's an expert. It may be with a spoon. Or it may be in a bottle. Or he may take a knife and a fork and cut a big old piece of steak off. That's the reason you can't have church without the Holy Ghost moving. That's the reason you can't be saved without the Holy Ghost. That's the reason a man can't preach, sing, or do nothing else. And be, be effective for God. I didn't say for man. But for God. Except under the unction and the anointing. Of the Holy Ghost. You can quote this whole Bible. And be a million miles away from God. 
and blessing and obeying him. You can stay on people with your abilities and talents, of your own abilities and talents, but using them for the wrong glory and for the wrong purpose. But God help us in this end time, like never before, to humble and yield ourselves as true vessels of God and to the Holy Ghost and let him, let him, through his word, through his spirit, and ever how he sees fit, perfect us for his glory. Perfect us for the operation, the power of his grace. God's grace is nothing like it. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today and appreciate you so much. I thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, your compassion. I thank you for the lives and the hearts that's here today and those that you've touched already this morning through prayer, through your presence, through the word of God. Lord, you help us here today as we just humble ourselves and yield ourselves unto your voice, unto your touch, and to your will. As your anointing goes with us, even throughout this evening, our minds and hearts and our spirits will be calling on your name, calling on your will, your divine touch, God. We want to gather back together in your presence, gather back together, God, to hear your voice, feel your touch, see the mighty hand of God to manifest itself among us. We pray, God, we're praying for all the count meetings, all the conferences, all the gatherings, all across our land, God, that your hand would work here and far off. In Jesus' name we pray. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. Thank you for your attendance. God bless you. Good to see you. Stanley, again, it's good to see you. God bless you. Appreciate you being here. Good to see all of you. God bless you this morning. Appreciate you.